Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in Matthew 24, listening to what Jesus said when the disciples were asking some questions. Remember the questions? If you've been with us, you do, because I've repeated it several times, right? They said, hey, Lord, when will these things occur, and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? And Jesus answers that question, getting real detailed about it. And by the time he gets to the end of the 24th chapter, which is where we are now, he is telling about things to look for with the coming of the Son of Man. He said the sun, moon, and stars are going to turn dark, okay? And people will look up that on the earth, and they're going to be mourning the tribes of the earth because the Son of Man is going to be coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And the Lord is going to send forth uh, his angels to gather together his elect. <clears throat> when he says that, Jesus starts giving some uh it gives a parable, then gives some examples for our understanding. And we've looked at the parable of the fig tree. We saw what he said about Noah, as in the days of Noah. When they were just living life, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, and they didn't understand what was about to come upon them. He talked about there being two men in the field, one being taken and one being left, two women grinding at a mill, one taken, one left. And then Jesus comes to the whole point of it. He says the point is, Therefore, be on the alert. Be on the alert because you do not know when the day of the Lord is. You don't know when the Lord's coming. So be on the alert. And then he gave another example. He says, if you knew that somebody's going to be breaking into your house in the middle of the night, you would be on alert and you wouldn't allow them to break into the house. And he said, the Son of Man's coming is going to be in the same way. But nobody knows what that hour is. And then now, at verse 45, he gives another little example. He says, who then is the faithful and sensible slave whom his master put in charge of his household to give them their food? At the proper time, he's saying, okay, who is going to be the faithful one? Who's going to be the sensible slave? Who is it? And he's asking this as a question. What's he going to be like? Verse 46, he said, blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. So he's saying this person, this slave, this faithful, this sensible one is going to be blessed if he is caring about the duties of and the work that the Lord has called him to do when the Lord returns. Listen to what he says, verse 47. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. So you see, and that uh, word slave doulos just means servant. And he say, the one that is faithful, that is sensible, that is about doing what he's supposed to be doing when the Lord returns, the Lord will put him in charge. But, and you knew there was a but coming, verse 48, but... If that evil slave says in his heart, so you see it goes from <coughs> faithful and sensible to evil. Well, what's made it evil all of a sudden? Well, he tells us, he says in his heart, my master is not coming for a long time and begins to beat his fellow slaves and eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him. And at an hour which he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place, 
there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, it's amazing when you read these uh, things that Jesus is saying to his disciples there that he's saying to us, uh, how quickly the intensity uh, changes from one thing to the next, one side of the pendulum to the next. He's talking about the faithful and sensible slave going about giving food in proper time, doing what he's supposed to be doing. The master is going to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to put you in charge of all my possession. But the evil one. Notice there's a difference. There's faithful and sensible. There's evil. So like, who are these slaves? People get in debates over this. Well, when you look at the last part here and what the outcome is of the slave who didn't do what the master wanted to do, there's some things you can glean from this. I think you have to be careful to come along saying, well, this kind of person, this kind of person. I'm, I'm just looking at humanity. I'm just looking at mankind. Okay. And the faithful and the sensible slave is the one that does what the master wants them to do. What the Son of Man wants him to do. What the Father wants him to do. But the evil one says in his heart, my master is not coming for a long time. You notice how the evil one acknowledges that he is the master. Some people will say, well, not everybody believes in God. That has nothing to do with it. When you look at Romans 1, you find out that every person, even the ones that are professing they don't believe and say all this kind of stuff, they know that God exists. It is within them. There's two testimonies. Remember that? There's an inward testimony. Then there's the testimony outwardly of creation that God exists. So they know. They just simply decide, hey, he's not coming. He's not coming for a long time. And they begin to do what they want to do. They beat fellow slaves. They beat other humans. They eat and drink with drunkards. So the master is going to show up one day when he doesn't expect it. And in an hour when he doesn't know. There's an understanding here that even though this person knows, even though he knows there is a guy, he's thinking, well, I've always got time. I can get right with God before I die. I can get right with God before you know I have to do anything, but I'm just going to do what I want to and live like I want to. No, it doesn't work that way. Notice what the judgment's going to be, the last verse. And he, the master, will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow, that cut him into pieces literally means that cut him asunder, cut him in two. It's like you bisect, like a frog is used as an example in the dictionaries. But cut him in two and assign him a place with the hypocrites. I'm wondering if there's not more there than I know. I highly suspect there is. <laughs> Pretty simple thing to say throughout all the scripture. There's a lot more there than I know, right? But, you know, no, normally if a, a creature gets cut in two, they're like dead, dead, right? Well, he is. But here he's cutting him in pieces. But then he assigns him a place with the hypocrites. You know, I just thought of something. There's an interesting little turn of a thought there. What's a hypocrite? A hypocrite's one who acts one way but really believes another way or believes one way and acts another way. In other words, they're not consistent. They're two-faced. I wonder if there's something about being cut into pieces and being assigned with hypocrites. Regardless, and he says, in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And again, when you look at the balance of Scripture, we learn more and more about that place, about that lake of fire, about that place of eternal torment. 
about that place of eternal separation of God from God. Uh, that cut into pieces and assigned a place with the hypocrites. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, anyway, that's the end of the 24th chapter. We'll begin with the 25th chapter in the next episode, which actually is uh, a parable that we actually started shooting toward quite a while back. Okay. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in that next episode. Goodbye.